0: in Texas.
1: Pretty basic. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to pretty basic. I am your co-host Remy Cruz and I am your other
0: co-host Alicia Marie. And if you're watching the YouTube video, for this episode, you may
1: have noticed we redecorated the studio. Huge facelift. <laughs> Completely changed the studio. It looks nothing the same. <laughs> we're really being, big news. We're being extremely sarcastic.
0: Yeah, um, right before recording, we swung out the mics because normally we have the, the the arms for the mics. We're hand holding them right now if you're driving and can't see the
1: video. But um, our table broke. <laughs> it literally, I swung it out to start recording and it just snapped in half like broken i'm looking at it broken on the floor currently it looks like a transformer gone down (laughs) so sad it really does it looks really sad uh so we're gonna step up the budget here and we're gonna get some actually we have new tables we just have to put them in so uh i ordered a toolkit, and we're gonna screw those in soon Mm -hmm. but bear with us we have a beautiful plant and we're holding the mics today i kind of like how this looks better because i feel like it looks less cluttered clean and fresh it's what we wanted the whole time i know we should name this little guy the plant fern it's not a fern though yeah I well, we love can fern. name her fern oh my god um how to lose a guy in 10 days oh my god um does princess sophia want to come <laughs> out and play that's one of my favorite rom-coms one of my favorite it's so good i feel like classic classics would be like okay actually there are so many classics that i haven't seen yet that i know are classics but like once i've seen like more early 2000s uh how to lose a guy in 10 days Okay, so 13 going on 30 uh, I personally like this one called What's Your Number with Anna Ferris and Chris Evans. Yes. Have you seen? Yes. So good. That's one of my favorites. What's the one with Kristen, uh Kristen, Katherine Heigel and uh he, Love? uh love, Not Love, actually. No. Um, I, I, and Gerard Butler. Yes. Oh, my, The Ugly Truth. Ugly Truth. I love, I love that. that one. I love, I mean, I know I'm in the very small percent that enjoyed the big 12 cast movies that they never met on set you know what i mean like valentine's day i, was say, but I never He's saw that i've never you. seen Day oh it's day. not good but i love it or new year's eve mother's day i don't think i've seen any of those if kate hudson's in it i've watched it i love kate hudson. i just slurred my words if kate hudson is in it i've seen it i love her i love oliver i love them all i love them all if you um yeah comment below your favorite rom-com i'm that's a good question it says a lot about you It does say a lot about you. Mm -hmm. Also the proposal, obviously. Oh, the proposal is one of my all time faves. I like, I miss those rom-coms, but I have to say, I mean, I saw anyone but you because you told me to see anyone but you. I've seen it twice. I'm seeing it again tomorrow. Oh my
0: God. I would totally I would say that's
1: up there with the rom-coms. I would say it's like close. It's not exactly what the rom-coms used to be, but like it's close. It's giving enough, but not giving like what the old ones did. Exactly. Like, I think to be frank, seeing it in theaters, like putting it out for a theatrical release, like it has to be up there mm-hmm. to be a, th- a theatrical release. It's close, but not like if it was on Netflix, I'd be like, that's the best Netflix movie I've ever seen. Yeah, But like for a theater, it's got high standards for me. I feel like it really satisfied me. I liked,
0: I liked the, you know, the plot, the movie. It was cute. I would watch it again. Yeah. And yeah,
1: justice for more
0: rom-coms. I was because- hard.
1: Oh, I laughed multiple it times. It was really good. I also agree with like, I saw, I was reading an article actually, where it was like, uh, it was kind of like a sleeper hit or like it, it wasn't, they weren't expecting it to do as well as it did. It just crossed a hundred million gross. Damn. Uh, But it was a $25 million budget. Like it's doing very, very well. Like obviously if you compare that to, you know, Star Wars or Marvel,
0: when you hear a hundred million, it doesn't sound as much compared to when they make a billion off of a, True. you know, whatever. True. But when you look at how much they- Spent to make that like twenty five million sounds like so like that is, it a, is lot, a lot, but that's but a low
1: budget, mo- lower budget movie in the grand scheme of things, and to make so much, and also just like I hope that it because it did well, they'll make more rom coms. I think they will. That's all I want to see. No, that's truly that's it. I, so you know, yes, I feel like justice for rom coms. There's so many movies out right now that I am very excited to watch or have already seen. Like, did you watch Mean Girls yet? I haven't. <gasps>
0: I'm heard- going to. I'm sure I will. I just, I even filmed a a TikTok about this. I feel like the idea and the nostalgia of it is better than the actual movie of things like that. And I'm not talking about sequels because we all know most sequels aren't that good. Yeah, but a Mean Girls on, too. A full, exactly. Most people don't even know there's a Mean Girls too. You should count yourself lucky. But also because I saw, we saw the Broadway musical, I think most people didn't realize that it, is a musical.
1: Agreed. I think because I liked, I was very excited to see that Mean Girls was coming out, the reboot of it. But then I saw a lot of people saw it and said it was bad. So then I was like, oh my God, was is it going to be bad? And we saw the musical with the original cast on Broadway, yeah. which I mean, Renee Rapp is an iconic, Regina George. But the girl that we saw was named Taylor Louderman and I really liked her. You're so good with names. I couldn't tell you who it was. I really like, after a Broadway show, I'll go on a deep dive of these people and like become big fans of anyone that I've seen live. So I think that's what it is because like I did a really deep dive on all of them.
0: I just remembered I had a dream last night that you and I saw Wicked live. Ooh, I want to go so badly. And and you went up to the alphabet girl. Of course, you know how dreams are crazy and it's not what it is, but like we went and you were like, you are an
1: angel and she went, thank you
0: and i remember being like "Oh, that was kind of like a weird (laughs) remark
1: (laughs) i want to see wicked so badly the girl that i love who's my favorite glinda i've ever seen is out in like a month so we should go see her before she's out oh maybe we'll hit the east coast i would love but the mean girls uh reboot i really enjoyed it i was thinking i wasn't gonna like it because uh everybody's what they were saying online but like i liked the musical adaptation Mm -hmm. so i enjoyed the movie. I don't, I didn't love it, love it. Like Mm -hmm. I thought it was, I liked it. I didn't love it.
0: When something's so iconic, you can't, you can't, it's really, really, really hard to have a reboot,
1: like be just as good. You know what I mean? It's so true. Yeah, because like, also I saw this girl talking about this on TikTok and I agreed. She said like, they tried to toe the line between kind of copying the original and also, still doing the musical. And she was like, they should have just either done just a full line by line reboot of the first one, or they should have done, just done like fully the musical. Yeah, Um, Which is interesting. I mean, I thought uh, Renee Rapp ate, Renee Rapp carried, Avantika carried. And then um, the, the, uh, people that played Janice and Damien. Uh, I know Ali'i Cravalho is the, so is Janice. Couldn't tell you shit. She's from Moana, she's Moana. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Wait, that's iconic. So they were all like, they were definitely really good parts, but there are definitely some parts that lacked and I'm just not gonna, I won't name her by name, but like we all know who I'm talking about. I'm so curious if they purposely didn't advertise it as a musical. I was just having this conversation with someone the other day. They said that they are now not advertising things as musicals because people don't like musicals yeah. so they won't go but then i'm like imagine going and not knowing you're seeing a musical wouldn't that be upsetting yeah they were, they brought up something else they said mean girls and then another one recently that was a musical that they did not advertise as a musical i love a musical though
0: i do too but it, i it's just i'm it makes sense that they would purposely not because I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't like musicals, but also once
1: they're in there and see it, maybe they'd like it more. I don't know. I'm sorry. It just feels fraudulent to like take someone's money and then have them sit there and then be like, oh, yeah. and you haven't told them <laughs> like start that's, singing opera. Yeah, that's crazy to me. <laughs> oh my I God. mean, But look at the greatest showman. Oh, they, I'm sorry. High School Musical. Oh, uh, see, mean, that's the thing. I think we need to big takeaway. Let's get back into musicals. I think I even, keep slurring my words today. Let's get back into musicals. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh my God, greatest show. I think I saw it three times in theaters. I loved it. I didn't see it in theaters, but you would always sing it with Mia. And I was like, what are they singing about? And then once I finally saw it, I was like, oh, I Oops. get it. Okay, I get it. Uh, well, love this little chit chat. I love movies. Other movies I want to see in theaters. Oh yeah. Inside Out 2. I do. I, I really liked Inside Out the original. Same. I want to see that one. I want to see, there's so many coming out. Like the, the theaters are back. Movies are back, baby. I agree. Film is back. I agree. It just took a few years to get there. I like, you know, what's your movie theater snack? Your go-to.
0: Oh my God. What's your order? Popcorn. Duh. Obviously I'm sharing yes, that popcorn. with people, but I don't like adding butter to it.
1: Boo! Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> it already has butter. And then I just don't like the taste of the whatever butter they use. <gasps> I don't like, I, I like it. I just get such a bad headache. Ugh. And you know me, sodium, I turn into a balloon. It's worth <laughs> it though. It's
1: so good. I don't know what it is. dry ass cardboard popcorn. No, well,
0: when it's fresh, it's great. Cause it already does have popcorn on, or popcorn it already does have butter on it. Mm. So we can agree to disagree on yeah, that. We're
1: so different. Clearly we don't share, or if we share, actually we don't share, do we? Popcorn. I'm actually not a popcorn girl. Oh, <laughs> <Then> what? <laughs> what? No, I like the popcorn when I can put the 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 uh, seasonings on it, like the the shaking the powders. See, I'm not, but uh, that makes
0: sense. Your popcorn drawer at your house has literally every secrets. flavor
1: you can imagine. Oh, I love the season. Because when I grew up, there was a rest in peace, she just closed down, Cinema City. There is like this hometown movie theater and they had giant jugs of seasonings to the side, like big, like seven options to choose from. So I grew accustomed to loving them, but no one does them anymore. I never grew up with, like, I really never use them. So to me so it just good. felt
0: felt weird, but maybe I'll give it a try. I love, you should try. But yeah, usually large popcorn. I'll share that with someone, a large water, even though I never want to drink it because I don't want to have to pee during the movie, oh, yeah. but also. I just, I need it in case I need it. You know what I mean? And then if I'm going candy, which lately I've been on such if a candy kick.
1: Same, I've been eating so much candy.
0: And usually I'm more of a chocolate person <gasps> than candy.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So I've been really into candy lately, but um, my order would be either the chocolate covered raisinette. Yep. Milk or dark? Milk. Mm. Always milk. Mm-hmm. So much better. It just melts in your mouth. It's I so good. I thought
1: dark raisinets girl. I prefer the milk. Oh my God. I stocked my drawer with dark for you. Yeah, but I'm not going to be like, I'm
0: sorry, I only have milk. <laughs> this is so upsetting for me. No, I'm so, I, obviously, I like the dark a lot. They just don't melt the same way. Okay, I'll you buy know? some milk. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm so grateful and happy for whatever you ever give me. Um, and then Sour Patch Kids, the watermelon. Love. Or if I'm being if I'm feeling
1: crazy, I might bring in my own smart sweets or like- I've been smuggling my own candy to the theaters lately. It, okay, we all do it. But like, they don't check your bag. So I don't think they really care. I don't, I, exactly.
0: And also on Christmas, um, Lexi and I went into the movie theater and we got Duncan before. So I had yeah. a large coffee. We just walked in, they didn't care. Oh, that's and like, good. Part of me was expecting them to say something, but also, I'm sorry, it's Christmas morning and we're two girls by ourselves. Please let me bring Maybe in my that's coffee. that's why they didn't check. I know. I was like, thank you, kind sir. And then no one was No one was in the theater. No one. It was just us. So they kind probably didn't like,
1: care then. I think they're like, oh, like, it's Christmas day. We'll give it to Let them. her have a pass. I know. I know. They never check my bag. So I have been taking snacks into the theaters lately. My order though, I'm not a popcorn girl, unless I'm like really in the mood, but I don't really get popcorn, Um, but I'm a candy girl through and through. I, and I also, i normally a chocolate girl, but I've become a sour candy fiend lately. I don't know what it is. No, I went to the same. Swedish candy store and I got three and a half pounds of candy for myself. I should have given you some. Do you like bubble gum? Like flavor or yeah, actual? Bubble gum flavor. Yeah, but as candy, like you eat it? Yeah, I got too much and I hate it. So you can have those. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that's, that's the same energy as like, ew, this is nasty.
0: Do you want to try yeah. it? And I'm like- <laughs>
1: Sure, I think. I'll share my candy with you. I love a chocolate covered gummy bear. I can't
0: stand them. Really? I don't know what it is. Maybe I've never had a good one. Uh, Maybe my first experience was all a kind of bad. stale one. Yeah,
1: they're all kind of stale. I don't know, but I, I don't love. I love a chocolate covered gummy bear. I also fuck hard with a chocolate cookie dough bite. I, I, li- I like those. And I must give a shout out to the local movie theater that I attend. They keep their chocolate cookie dough and junior mints in the freezer. So you can have a nice little sweet treat. Sometimes I'll dabble in the dibs. I go hard on a movie theater pretzel. Okay.
0: I was going to say something, but. In reality, I would probably be like, oh, can I have a bite? Yeah. So I'm not going to say anything. You, uh, you, don't,
1: you don't like a movie theater pretzel? No, I just, to me, that's like a theme park thing. I fuck hard with a, a, a soft pretzel at any place. But that makes sense. Cause if you don't have popcorn, you need that savory something. I need something salty. I need the cheese sauce. I love the AMC little pretzel bites as mm-hmm. a Stubbs member. I love the pretzel bites. And I also love, like, I love the dine-in ones where they bring you like, well, actually, I talked about this with Lauren lately and she was so right. Cause she said it and then I was like, wait, you're so right. She says she doesn't like the movie, the the. in movies because she can't, she realized that you have to, she has to be able to see her food to enjoy it. And I was like, that's crazy. Then I ordered chicken wings at the Beyonce movie. I couldn't see. And I was having a hard time enjoying my food. Wait, I kind of feel that. Right. Also, I, if I'm watching a movie, I will mindlessly eat
0: the entire thing of whatever I'm eating. And I, I kind of want it more snacky
1: versus a meal. Mm, I, I love the idea of a meal and a movie. I just like, um, it's hard to eat when I can't see. Like, one time I ordered a burger and I was like, what? What am I eating right now? You couldn't tell. See, I my, my senses nuts, were turned off. I get, but are the other ones heightened? Mm. I don't know, man. Also, like, a, probably a movie theater burger is like probably not that good anyway. That's what
0: I'd rather just go to In N Out after, you know?
1: <gasps> so true. I want In N Out now. Are you guys looking for a standout dress moment? Macy's has a dress for every occasion from work parties to cocktail and of course prom. Oh my God. It's is coming be prom up. Season. It's crazy
0: how prom is such a nostalgic core memory in pretty
1: much everybody's life. It's so true. I mean, good or bad, I have definitely just as many bad memories as I do good memories with prom, but I just love that it's prom season. I mean, also, we have so many events that we need dresses for, work things that we need dresses for, that uh, I need something in my back pocket that I can always go to to find the perfect dress for every occasion. And Macy's has got us covered. Find Olive Springs latest
0: hues like cool ocean blues, bright pops of fuchsia and neutrals with centerpiece details like bows and embroidery. Macy's also has all your favorite luxe brands like DKNY, Calvin Klein, and Karl Lagerfeld Paris. Looking for petites and plus sizes, Macy's also has an amazing selection for everybody.
1: Not only do they have you covered with dresses, but also, did you know, Macy's has the best selection for wide calf boots ever. I bought, and I'm not kidding, five pairs. And I've been wearing them all the time. I got like ones with really cute, like little heels, some like cowboy style ones. And like, if you're listening and you have wide calves, you know how hard Mm -hmm. it is to shop for wide calf boots. They have the most- options I've ever seen. And I just have to give them a shout out because not only can you get like the cutest dress for prom, or maybe your your prom dress is so long that you don't even need to wear heels, which like catch me in sneakers or boots or something. <laughs> if my dress is too long, seriously, why not get some comfy shoes and dance the night away at prom? Check out macy's.com slash dresses. We here at Pretty Basic
0: love a truly hard seltzer. I used to never really like seltzers. I think that was public knowledge. Uh, I I just can't get, I don't understand it. I don't. No, no. Now I
1: understand the, let's just chill and vibe and like have a seltzer. I love that. Mm. I feel like that, that's been my vibe. That's the vibe. I've always been a seltzer fan since day one, just because like, I love a fruity drink Mm -hmm. and I now enjoy carbonation. And also I just feel like it keeps the party going. That's literally what I would say word for word about (laughs) seltzers at at like kickbacks. I'd be like, they just keep the party going.
0: I was going to say, also, there's times where I know I want another drink, but I'm also just, eh, I don't want something too much. And I want to, you know, I want to end the night on they a good no, keep the They keep the party going. going. And they taste great. They're
1: so good. Also, I've already said this. I love, I think my favorite seltzer of all time is the Truly Hard Lemonade. Like the lemonades, they have iced tea. They obviously have the iconic regular seltzers. Like they're all amazing. I also love a lemonade. That's always been one of my go-tos. Lately, I've been more in a berry kick. And what we're so excited to share is that Truly is shaking things up with their new party pack. Truly believes life can be more refreshing when we can be real, let loose, embrace imperfection, and allow ourselves to be free from convention. That's why Truly has something for everyone in more than 30 unique flavors, including three lightly flavored mix packs, berry, and new party pack. To find Truly Hard Seltzer near you, go to trulyhardseltzer.com
0: slash locations. That's trulyhardseltzer.com slash locations. Truly Hard Seltzer. Keep it light. Truly Hard Seltzer Beverage Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly.
1: Anyways, love this little chat about movies. Mm -hmm. Today, we are going to get into (laughs) some pretty basic advice because uh, we had Taryn and Ash on and we kept saying how we want to steal their UA a uh, theory, if you will, their approach, their formula. Their and so we asked you guys to ask us some questions and we're going to give you advice. And we posted it on our Instagram. And I like
0: that we did the email because it's so much easier to track and now they're always there versus
1: the stickers go away. Oh yeah. Well, I just figured also people can't like write a long like yeah. help me, I need advice with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I am very excited to give some unsolicited advice. Give uh, a shout out to Taryn and Ash. Yes, go subscribe to unsolicited advice. But
0: I'm really, I'm excited. I, I hope we give good advice. Also it is unsolicited
1: so Take it or leave it. Take this with a grain of salt. Yes. Uh, and if you take our advice and it works out, please give us an update. Or if you take our advice and it doesn't work out. Don't give us any credit, like mm, it was lose our ass. email. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just nope. like, give us an update so we can learn. Thank you.
0: No. Oh, I would <laughs> love to learn. I know, but like, I am like, I don't want to know if I like ruined your relationship. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's why again, take it at a grain of salt, you Okay, know? okay, true. Um, we are not licensed therapists, even though my blazer may make you think otherwise. <laughs> Okay. First letter. Oh my God. Love it. Um, okay. Hi girls. First want to say how much I love PB. You guys make me smile heart. I'm, I'm in need of some relationship advice for some background. I have been with my boyfriend for the past seven years. Wow. We are high school sweethearts and we're long distance all throughout college. We now live together in a new city away from our families. My boyfriend is truly amazing and is the most kind, loving person. I have been dealing with some libido issues for a couple of years now, and it's been affecting our relationship for some time. He has been super understanding and given me lots of time and space to figure out what is best for me, but it's starting to get to the point where we don't know if our relationship is going to work out. I'm not sure if my super low libido is something that can be changed or quote fixed, or if we just have become different people with fundamental differences in terms of intimacy. I would love some insight on what to do as I don't want our relationship to end, but I also can see why it might be the best for both of us to move on to other things, sad face. Love you, Remy and Alicia.
1: Oh my God, I love you so much. And I feel that so strongly. I feel like there are a lot of things that you were saying that I was like, oh, I feel the exact same way, um, which I've been very candid about. I, Cal and I have been together for four years, Yeah. almost five, right? Is that what it is? I literally forget. I think almost five. Yeah, yeah. I think this year it's five. Um, which is crazy, but like oh my we've God, gone it's through- It's gonna be five. Huh? Yeah. We've gone through ebbs and flows the same way. And and um, my body's gone through a lot of changes in the past four and a half years with um trying different medications and birth control and on and off and all these sorts of things. And like my libido has waved consistently with all the medications that I've tried. Um, in the beginning I had like a very strong sex drive and then uh as of right now, I really, really don't. It's been something I've kind of been struggling with for quite a few months and Cal's the same way. He's so understanding and is always so patient with me. And I'm always very apologetic, which I know I don't need to be, but like, I do feel it's just, it's hard when you're not aligning on something that is like, um, I I mean, a a strong pillar or an important pillar of my personal relationship and your personal, personal relationship and not for everybody. But, um, I mean, that's something that's, uh, that we need to actively work on and we are actively working like on. Like it's hard not to take it personal even yeah. though, cause it, it's such a personal Yeah, the thing. most personal, most yeah. intimate thing. Oh my thing. God, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I feel the exact same way. I have a very supportive partner, but like, and while that makes it a little bit easier at the same time, it's still really hard. Um, I think for me where I'm at, I've never considered that it would cause a breakup personally between us, but I don't know if my issue is like not as bad or, um, it just hasn't crossed my mind. I think just Cal and I have very open, honest conversations about it a lot, um, which really helps. So maybe you could talk to your boyfriend about it a little bit more. I don't know if maybe you're having like very one-off, like very, um, you know, sporadic conversations about it, or if it's like an ongoing thing. Um, but for me personally, I just have realized that I Don't know when my libido is gonna bounce back. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know when, but I do know that personally for us, we do need to have sex. Or fornicate, or uh, <laughs> Why does fornicate sounds? It sounds so gross. worse. <laughs> it sounds yucky. Um, it just sounds um, coitus. <laughs> yeah, we like you know. We just got a little coital. We, we it's just it's it's an integral part for both of our for for the relationship within itself. Um, so I have learned with me, I just kind of have to if I'm not going to naturally feel it, which I do sometimes. It's just so far and few than it used to be. Um, I kind of just like have to, I have to put effort in. I really just have to try. And it might just not come as naturally as it once did to me, but like once I'm in it, then I'm I'm good. It's just, it takes like a little bit of coaxing on my behalf with myself, if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Like not, not in any other way than just like, let's put effort in.
0: Yeah. When I started my antidepressants, I knew I would get side effects. And one of them is having like very low libido. And I had never experienced that. Like she was dry dry, like dry spell. And I kept being like, damn, it's just, it was, it was a new, it was just weird for me. Cause I've always heard about people struggling with it. And of course, like you go through like normal waves, but when it's hormone related or, you know, medication related, um, I remember just thinking, oh, wow, this sucks. Is this how I'm going to be forever? And it definitely went away. I don't know if you started a new medication or anything like that, or even a new, um, birth control, but that could be a huge, factor in this. So I think obviously talk to your doctor. Um, obviously it's a common side effect, but also it doesn't mean that you need to be like fixed. I think that's the one thing, like, I don't want you feeling like this whole relationship is on your shoulders. And if you break up, it's because of this reason. I think if someone truly loves you, they want to like figure it out with you. And, um, You know, maybe you are just there there is a world where you are just having other problems, too, with your boyfriend. But if you were to break up, the last thing I want is for you to sit and be like, oh, my God, it was because of me, because I couldn't please him or I couldn't, you know, be X, Y, Z. And like, that's that's a lie. Like, that's not true. I think that um, is the main thing I would want to get across. Um, And then also like women, like we are so sexually stimulated mentally. So like maybe there is a there is a world where, you know, you guys can sit and find something and, you know, really figure out you I don't know like maybe there's something else you can figure out try new things um even like I don't know guys are just so diff- so different and like for women it really takes a while to like get turned on hence like fucking you know I mean guys not even being you
1: know you know <laughs> I also have had very candid conversations with a cal where I'm like how frequently in your dream world would you like to fuck me fornicate <laughs> weekly. And I got a number and I was like, wow, okay. You said, damn. damn." (laughs) But again, guys are so so different. Exactly. It was, I was like, he was like, obviously like he's again, the most understanding and supportive at whatever number I want. But I was like, okay, no, this, we need to be able to, uh, you know, communicate about that and also come to a a compromise about it. So I was like, okay, if that's what you want, then I need to, you know, figure out how frequently I feel like am mm-hmm. driven to and then also like how many times do I need to kind of like um pump myself up if I will say and yeah. that's like not like an analogy or like a metaphor for like anything other than just like hey it's been a little while I know it's not actively in my brain being like I want to fuck right it's now it's just less of a switch and yeah. it's more of a which a I've slow, experienced yeah. that switch before I've literally I've told you guys i <laughs> Really, I do not hold anything back. She was a little bunny. I've jumped his fucking bones at his parents' house. I've jumped his bones in a parking lot. Like I've been, I've (laughs) been crazy. So I understand so deeply like, wait, what happened to me? Like, why Mm -hmm. is it just not like an active thought anymore? I don't know what it is. It's probably hormonal, but there's also other things you can do. Like there are things that I do in my life that definitely make me feel more feelings towards it or just more excited about it like I know if I'm taking care of myself I'm like damn I feel so good right now like and then it kind of clicks for me a little bit easier mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm not taking care of myself as much I'm like ugh, I'm already just, like mad at myself for like not taking care of myself and then on top of that I don't feel good about myself and like it kind of is like a slippery slip for me in that way um that's just my me personally I don't know about you guys but um there are definitely things that I can do where I'm like oh you know I feel good I want to jump his bones right now or whatever it is. I think it's, I
0: think a lot of it's the communication and you having that off of your shoulders, I think will allow you to feel more comfortable and have in a way low expectations. To the listener,
1: I feel you. I think just figure out like what gets you turned on. Also like,
0: I was going to say just blindfold him and like do shit to him.
1: <laughs> That's that high. works. Like figure out what, like truly what turns you on. Is it like, role-playing is it like in a bedroom or like where in the house or you know whatever it is um but like in the end it could be just like a mismatch of yeah maybe you are
0: also like there is a world again where you both are also just if you've been high school sweethearts like maybe it seems like this is the issue but in reality you have just like distanced and you're wanting to see new people um, so there's a world where that's, it's that too. But in the end, I truly just don't want you feeling like you have a problem that you're the issue or reason you guys are going to be
1: breaking up is because of this, because it's not. Any partner would want to work through it. And I think there are Agreed. men like that. So Agreed. even like just hearing Cal, how like nice he was about everything. Like he truly understands. And if your partner's not doing that, then, um, uh, we need to move on. Mm-hmm. And speaking of moving on, let's, let's move get on to, to the next question. Question, <laughs> question number two. Hey, Remy and Alicia. Let me start off by saying I literally love y'all. We love you too. And I'm so excited for the new PB season. What I wanted advice on was what to do or how to cope with losing childhood friendships as you get older. I am 21 and have started to see my close childhood friends drift or lose interest. And it's hard to deal with because these people meant so much to me. I also find that I put more effort and interest into these friendships and don't really get the same treatment back, which is why I don't fight or I'll cut people off pretty easily. Thoughts, advice, help cry, cry. Please keep anonymous. <laughs> Thank you, anonymous. Oh, I feel you, bitch. This I one's feel you so hard. Friendship breakups in general are so hard, but um, especially ones from like childhood or that you've already had in your life for a long time, it never gets easier.
0: It never does. And I think what's hard about it is when I remember growing up, talking to my parents or even friends' parents, and they would be like, oh, you're probably not going to talk to anyone from high school anyway, like dumbing it down. I'm like, but these people are my life. Like they're my best friends. We're different. You know, it's, that's not going to happen. And lo and behold, you get, you get older. And that does happen with some friendships, but also with some friendships, like I'm still really close to my best friend from high school, but there was a period where we didn't talk for a few years. And um, those are really hard because I think you realize, oh, I'm just another stereotypical person who like doesn't, I don't know. It's just so weird to see your life without them. Um, But I think what's also beautiful is you make new friendships and in a weird way, what you learn from this, whether it's a dramatic friendship breakup or a slow distance and a slow burn breakup, either way, you will learn from this and carry that into your next friendship. And I saw a TikTok that was saying, yeah, yeah, something about like high school friends or friends you grew up with. But we need to talk about the friends you make after having that huge friendship breakup because those are everything and you've learned so much from that first friendship breakup that when you do have a new friend um that when you do have a new friendship it's so different because you're more mature and literally like that's us to a t and i feel like our friendship is so different from friendships i've had in the past and i think that's something exciting to look forward to but also i love that look forward yeah to. To look forward it's not like you're never going to have a friend again i think it's hard though when you loved someone so much at one point and you know, distancing is hard for whatever reason, whether there's drama or not, or, you know, people just move, et cetera. Um, I will say maybe you mentioned you feel like you're not getting much back. I think this time in your life is so much, so much is changing and, um, you know, people are moving on with their lives and don't fight it. You know, if someone, if you feel like you're giving a lot of energy and they're not giving it back, then just let it be what it is, but also don't hold yourself back from finding other friendships or finding new friends. Cause maybe these people, will still be in your life, but there's other friendships out there like waiting for you.
1: Yeah, I've had, uh, I felt all of this to a T in like every, to the nth degree of, of all of it. Like we've all had friendships that, especially like, well, talk about high school because they're talking about high school. Like I've had high school friends that, yeah, I thought I was going to be best friends with forever. And then I just didn't talk to them for even like Murph and I are really close still. And like he and I didn't talk for like four years because we went to college. Like there's I have that. I've had friendships from high school where we were super close. And then we had a huge blow up and I've never talked to them again. I've had friendships like Kaylee, who I literally met on like the first day of ninth grade. And we've been like inseparable since. So it's like there's all different like buckets, I guess you could say, and all are beautiful for all different sorts of reasons. Um, Like for the friendship that I had from high school that like completely blew up, that we just like ended up having to part ways because it was what was best for both of us at that time. I have so much love in my heart for that person. And I always will. It's just we weren't meant to be friends for any longer than we were.
0: Also, it's more rare for someone to Whether it's be high school sweethearts or be best friends since middle school. Like that is more rare than you think. But growing up, when you're in it, you think
1: that's the norm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm very aware how Kaylee and I are like such an enigmatic situation where, like, yeah, people, that's like so uncommon. Like even my mom, she doesn't have any, she has a few friends from college, but like, I don't think she has anyone from high school. And like, that's so common. That's more normal. and I love Kaylee so much and I can imagine us being friends for our whole lives. But like, if we don't, I mean, I'll be so sad, but like, again, it happens and we would part for like reasons that would mean that it's better for both of us. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't get any easier for sure. But I would have to say, I think like with the thing of you saying you're putting in more than you're getting back, I think that you should take that as a sign. I think that you need to put your boundaries up of what you will take and I've had so many friends where I'm like, I'm the one reaching out always. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me like not reach out and see what happens. Boom, I never hear from them again. And while that like really sucks and hurts your feelings at the same time, like that's okay. Like it, it, it if you have to constantly reach out, then it's not gonna be equal. And then that's not fair to you. So you have to find people that will reach out just as much as you will. And you have to have that like healthy balance between the two.
0: Also, I am friends with my best friend from high school, but it's very different she's not in my day to day. She lives in Texas now. Like just because we have, we still have a relationship doesn't mean it is what it was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we, we can go a long time without talking to each other and we'll pick up right where it was. But you know, as far as that everyday person or the person I see all the time and and hang out with, that's, that's REM Mm -hmm. versus even if you are going to talk to these people in the future, maybe that relationship dynamic is still going to it will be different. It will be different. It will change. Um, And that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I think just focus on yourself and see if those people align or not, or don't align. Um, you know, that one, I feel like everyone has seen it, but we can put it on the PB Instagram that there's this graph that shows your life and the people in it. And it shows how long you spend with your parents. And then it shows what like a one night stand looks like. And it's just a, a simple cross between the two lines versus um, childhood friends. It like shows you for years and then slowly you like distant. It was it's a really cool graph and it helped me be more I I don't know, it was validating, but also it just made me realize how common it is for
1: everyone and how, you know, how life is, and it's crazy to say that. I love Stephanie Harris more than anything in this world, and I can't get a fucking text back from that girl ever. <laughs> and I know she's watching this right now, so love text you me back because I texted you that I was thinking of you yesterday. Passing the Michaels we'd go to, and I didn't even get a reply. No, I'm just kidding. But she but, got some kids. But and she like... has. Kids, and that's the thing. I think that we also have to be easier on everybody around us. Like she is a mother. She is. She has two kids running around. She's a teacher. She's got so much going on. Like I know in my heart she has so much love for me, but honestly, she doesn't have the Time. Well, and, and that's okay. Yeah, like, the, it, but
0: imagine if you had insane expectations for her to text back right exactly. away or call you when you call. And it's yeah. like, you know what? I have. It doesn't mean she's a horrible person or like a bad friend to you. It just means she can't fill that. She is. Now I'm just or, you know I what I mean. I, and I maybe that's the case for. um Maybe some of the other people. I don't know. Maybe they're in nursing school and they just don't have the energy to like be that what you need right now. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. But you can find it elsewhere. I you think
1: know? you kind of like deep down know if there's love for you, like you you can feel it. You, when you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. I've had friends in the past where they uh, have not treated me properly. Like you can tell when, like I give a lot, but I know if um, there are times where I can't give as much. And then I also know like when that deep love is there, like Kaylee, like Steph, like people like that. I've had friends in the past where I'm like, I feel like I'm giving a lot. And then I feel like um, you just know it's not there and you can kind of clock it. So I feel like really tune into like the friends that you have that like, you know that love is there and you can feel it. And those are the ones worth putting the time in and giving the grace to. We have to stop
0: the pod real quick because this podcast is presented by NYX Cosmetics Pro Fix Stick Concealers. These concealers are seriously amazing. NYX sent some over for Remy and I to try about a month ago. And let me just tell you, wow. I've been doing a new series where I test high-end luxury, expensive brands and makeup products compared to more drugstore and more affordable products. And let me tell you, NYX has been sweeping. NYX, honestly, they just get it. They're so innovative. They're constantly coming out with new things and new products. And just, I feel like they are one of those brands you have to look out for because they are always trying to better themselves. And that's why I'm so excited for them to be partnering with us on the podcast because we also love bettering ourselves around here. But this isn't about us. This is all about their Pro Fix Stick Concealers. You guys, they come in 24 pro shades to correct, conceal, and brighten. I just think back to the days that I would use one concealer for like blemishes or under my eyes. or um, like I would use one shade for everything, not realizing it was doing more harm than good because when you think about it, your face is not two-dimensional. And the concealer I would use on a blemish is way different than the concealer I would want to be under my eyes that is super brightening. Also, if you're into color correcting, it's super easy because there are six color correctors for all skin tones and 18 complexion shades to conceal and brighten like a pro. And all of these contain hyaluronic acid, which if you don't know, it's honestly really skin loving. It works well for all skin types. And especially if you prep it with a nice like hydrating primer first, that's how I feel like it It just lasts the best. Whether you have dark circles, redness, hyperpigmentation, discoloration, no matter what skin concern you have, the Pro Fix sticks covers it. Again, regardless of how you want to use these, whether it's redness, discoloration, no matter what, your skin is going to look natural and have a flawless finish, which we love. So check them out. Get your NYX Cosmetics Pro Fix Stick Concealers at your favorite makeup retailer and at nyxcosmetics.com. In need of a wardrobe refresh? Whether you're picking up a new activity this year, looking for maternity wear, or simply bored of your old choices. The stylists at Stitch Fix can curate the perfect
1: look for your unique journey. I love Stitch Fix. I actually worked with them during Vlogmas. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't. I got to wear a Stitch Fix outfit, which I got the cutest black little mini leather skirt, which, you know, I'm going to wear all the time and I have been continuing to wear. And then the stylist actually paired it for me with a really cute like surplus, surplus uh, knit silver sweater with little sequins on oh, it cute. and little black boots. And I wore it while I did a live stream and I showed everyone how to make my chocolate chip cookies, but made them like peppermint bark cookies. For and Christmas. no one commented on the food and they just wanted to know where my outfit was. <laughs> yeah, it, was- it was honestly so much fun. And I've been able to wear those pieces like consistently now, whether I'm wearing the same outfit again, or I'm wearing the sweater with like jeans or I'm wearing the skirt with like a different top. It's just like they have so many awesome staple pieces that I can wear over and over again. And they also came in clutch just with all the hosting festivities. Obviously, I was really busy this holiday season with hosting. And like the last thing I want to think about is what I'm going to wear to the holiday gathering. Like I want to think about how many times a turkey needs to be basted and not what am I going to wear when my grandma comes. Also, sometimes it's nice having a fresh pair of eyes to say, oh, your closet's
0: missing this one piece. And then, you can make 20 more outfits from whatever jacket you know what I mean like so
1: I feel like that's what's nice just getting another opinion they're seriously awesome all you do is simply share your preferences sizes and budget and stitch fix will send you five items in a fix right to your door with your choices in mind and sizes from extra small to 3xl and they'll find your perfect fit Think Stitch Fix, they just get me and they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash prettybasic and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash prettybasic. Stitchfix.com slash prettybasic. I also feel
0: like there's been times where I've held on to relationships because I'm like scared of change or scared of, you know, I remember college. um, I was one of the few people who stayed home and commuted to a community college when a lot of my other friends went to the four years. And I remember feeling like, no, I want to like hang on to some of these friendships or relationships because like this feels different like that's comfortable to me, but also I need to allow them to grow and meet new people and experience
1: college and and all those things. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I don't know. No, I think um I think just let be in tune. Be in tune with how you feel and like how these the, your, like your friendships with these people and then I think kind of uh go from there.
0: Yeah. And really like I can't stress this enough. I remember I think I had freshly graduated high school and I was sitting and thinking like, wow, I'm going to have, well, one, I'm going to love so many more people in my life, but I'm also going to have other best friends in my life who I don't know yet. And that's such an exciting feeling. Like they're out there somewhere. And, you know, even if I meet them when I'm 50, like maybe my best, maybe my kid has a best friend and then I hit it off with her mom or like, you know, like you never know. And it's an exciting thing and it's it's an exciting thing to look forward to. Like it,
1: it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or the friends. I feel the thing also where it feels like you just cut people off because like it, I, I have the same thing where it's, it takes a lot for me to cut someone off and I just take it, take it, take it. And then one day I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I'm just like done, but I understand how it appears that you're just like, boom, done with people. I internalize a lot. So I totally understand that. But I agree with that. Like, I think keep in mind, there are so many people that are going to come into your life later on that you can't even like think about or like, I don't know. I don't even ideate how like good of a friend they're going to be to you. Um, so I think just uh, hold on. And as long as you can sleep at night knowing you're a good friend,
0: then that's like all that matters. Like focus on yourself. It's just like dating. Like focus on yourself, and it'll come. Like you know, the love will come. But that's the, the same thing with friendships. Like if you focus on yourself and
1: and just being. I don't know, a good friend, like that'll also come. You're so right. I love that. I feel like uh, when I think about all my past friendship breakups that I've had with people, again, like I have so much love for these people for the good times we had, but obviously there were more bad times that outweighed the good and that's just why it needed to end. Or those are just so big. It's just hard to, yeah. Yes. And I also think it's so important to be able to walk away being able to say like, you know what? I wasn't good for this person in X, Y, and Z situations or, you know, I fucked up here. I did this. But being able to also understand like, Take your hurt, your hurt is valid, but also be like, okay, it takes two to tango. I might've fucked up here, here, here. I did this wrong here, here, here. Um, Continue that love for that person. But like, we just were not good for each other right now. Mm -hmm.
0: And you never know what can happen. That's so long. No, but I love it. Yeah, I love it. That was okay. Okay, next one. Oh my God, Anon please, because me and my bestie love this
1: podcast. (laughs)
0: oh my god that would be funny oh my god i could imagine if i like wrote into a podcast and i i I didn't say you like don't say my name and you're listening it's like hi my name's alicia and i have a best friend who's my business partner (laughs) she's a fucking bitch i just don't oh that'd be so funny okay don't worry anonymous um I, ooh, I really don't like my best friend's boyfriend, but I know if I tell her it would kill her and she is happy. He treats her well, which is good, but I think he's a douchebag to the rest of the world and she can do better. Do you think I'm obligated to tell her as her best friend or do I keep my mouth shut and respect what she wants? Question. Um, they've oh, fuck. They've also had little fights here and there when he's been what I believe to be disrespectful.
1: Mm. I've actually experienced this firsthand before. It's really hard. I, I kept my mouth shut personally.
0: I was gonna say it really depends on the dynamic of your relationship, and also, is this a time where your best friend just wants to have fun, and you know maybe she hasn't dated in a long time, and she's like, just let me have this. I just want to like, I want to. I don't care if he's bad, I just want to have fun and be in the moment. Or is this someone who you think they're going to get married really soon? And is she like desperate to be married and settling you think? I think that's a huge thing because, but either way communication with your best friends, everything. Because I, there's been times in my life I am, maybe I'm talking to someone and I'm like, LOL. Like I know my friends won't approve, but like, just let me have this, you know, like let me entertain it. Let me, and let me entertain it because I need this. But if I don't voice that to Rem, then you're all you can do is be like, oh my God, I need to save her because this is not a good guy or like this isn't a good guy for her whatever. whatever. Um, and vice versa, like maybe there's times where, you know, you were dating someone and it's like, I'm gonna let you go through this, but also I'm gonna be here if you need me. Um, but then also I understand keeping your mouth shut because you're like, you know what? I don't wanna get in a fight about this. I just wanna be a good friend. Um, but I do think communication is everything because there was even a few times with you when you were seeing someone, I remember you were like, I don't care. I might get hurt, but I'm going to go do this. And that helped me so much know my role as your best friend because I feel like there were other people in your life who were more like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" but I was like, "No, no, no. She knows what she's doing. She has like a head on her shoulders and she just needs to experience this and that's fine." Um but if you didn't tell me, I'd also probably be like, "Oh my god, is she okay?" like I don't want him to like swoop her off her feet
1: and like be a gaslighter and all that stuff. So it's hard. It's really hard. I think I actually while you were speaking, I've I've thought about it. I have like I've had multiple instances with this, with multiple friends and I've spoken up about it before. I've also chosen to not speak about it. Um, it just kind of depended on like how close I am to that friend and how bad the situation is, obviously. I think, um, I mean, if it's like, a, if it's really bad, like, you know, like he's a really big douche, then I think that it's worth saying something I do, especially if you're really close to that person, which I was really close to this person and uh, he was a really big douche. So I had no problem being like, <laughs> he's like like him really? yeah, yeah like we can do better girl and then in other instances I wasn't as close to the person and he was just kind of kind of like just a little like it would slip out here and there um I mean if it's not that bad I think it's you know worth if they do break up one day you could just be like oh yeah I kind of thought he was a douche like very like in passing or you know if they start dating someone new and maybe there's a track like a history or like a track record of them being kind of douchey. Yeah. you could be like oh you know he old guy did that too like I feel like it's kind of douchey like I think you just really have to read the situation how close are you to that person and how bad is what he's saying actually exactly I a thousand percent agree also we I
0: feel like this question was really good for the episode we did with Ashley and Taryn um when we did our swap with unsolicited because we talked a lot about that dynamic and Ashley and I are definitely people who shut down so if I just get someone who is like Oh yeah. He's a douche. It'll make me not want to talk to my friend anymore. So I think again, it also depends on your relationship with your best friend. Obviously that's like the number one thing. I think we even talked about it in that episode, but also you can scream as loud as you want, but until the other person wants to hear what you're saying, they're not going to
1: truly hear it. Also because you can't make her choose something. You can't have her make a decision. So like, even if you do muster up the courage to say something, she could hear you and then be like, okay. And move on or she could hear you and get yeah. upset so i think it really just like what do you want and but also it if it, it is a
0: talk if it's a toxic ass relationship yes then it's i think it's so fine to put your friendship on the line and be like hey this isn't good for you yeah i which i've had that happen to mm-hmm. me before and it meant the world but to me. do it in a loving way you have to do it in a like hey i love you so much i wouldn't just say like
1: I think that's the whole other part to it too, which again comes down to the relationship with your friend. Yeah. And also like, well, she said he treats her well, so I'm not too worried about that. Okay. But uh, I agree with that. I think it depends on the situation. So to summarize,
0: obviously know your friend. If you feel like she's not in like harm, then it's, I think it's fine to keep your mouth shut, but go with your gut. Like you, you know, you know, and I think just being there and loving her and saying like, Hey, if you want my opinion, like, this is some things that I've seen, um, but also if, if, but let me know if you're just trying to have fun, you know, if you're trying to marry this guy, like this is what I envision for you, for someone, you know, who you marry, but
1: also if you're just trying to have fun girl, get it, you know? Ah, oh, man. Brings you back. I was <laughs> just, yeah, I was just levitating for a second. Okay, <laughs> last but not least, I feel like Alicia, this will be really good for you. Hi, Remy and Alicia. On the off chance you're reading this, I love your podcast so much and I've been a huge fan of both of you for a while now. Thanks, girly. Anyways, I've been having such a hard time letting love in my life. I oh, tend girl. to often settle for guys I know will be in my life short-term or that I have no possible future with and I actively recognize that for myself. Wow. I mean, self-awareness, yeah. I couldn't have been me back then. However, in an attempt to find my first... In- oh, However, in an attempt to find my first real relationship, I tried to let this super sweet guy into my life who would do everything quote unquote right. But I ended up feeling smothered and he was also a bad kisser. (laughs) So after that, I thought maybe I just wasn't ready for a relationship. But then there was this other guy who I can tell wants to make the effort, but I'm scared I'm going to run away again. And I don't know what's keeping me from letting myself get into these relationships. I'm 21 if that's important to plot. I'm 21 if that's important to the plot too, LOL. But yeah, if you guys have any advice at all, I promise I will listen to it. Love you girls, happy new year. Happy new year, girly. Like I laughed crazy because I relate so much. I wasn't laughing at
0: your situation. I was laughing at me because I am the same. Um, And I've had a very extreme similar situation. I think what's hard, well, first of all, oh my God, you, yeah, you being aware of why you like short-term relationships. I think a lot of people who are chronic, what they're in relationships all the time. Serial daters. Serial daters. A lot of them don't realize what they're doing, which is exactly that. They're like, oh, I always want someone around. I don't want to be- monogamous. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to be alone. I'm comfortable in a relationship. It, But they only last for a short term. So that's huge that you already are aware of that. It took me years- I just thought, I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to date. It took me years to realize, oh, I'm like scared too. So I dove into my work for like years. What are you
1: scared about dating?
0: Well, like I feel like in my early twenties, I was so, I had like fully lied to myself. Like I I, did, I just thought, oh yeah, I'm like, nah, I don't really want to, I don't want to date now. Like it was my choice. But in reality, I was using that as a, like a wall and like coping mechanism because I was so scared of getting back into dating. What were you scared of though? For me, the biggest thing was, just getting hurt and like being out there and rejection. And and when you're in control of the situation, AKA the short-term relationships, like, you know, it's, there's going to be an out, but it's a completely different game to actually be looking to be dating serious, you know? And I think that feels like you're out of control and it fe- it's, you know, I, my therapist would be like, Alicia, that's your OCD. Like, you know, coming up, like you want to be in control of the situation. So when you open yourself up to a whole new vertical of dating of actually being intimate and um, not just physically, but like emotionally with someone and vulnerable and putting yourself out there versus only going for guys, you know, aren't going to be end game. um, That's scary. That's so scary because also you don't know how you act in that relationship. You don't know how you don't know yourself there. It's comfortable you know, to, to take a guy who you're like, eh, he's not long-term it's fine. But um, I think be easy on yourself because in a way this is you dating for the first time in a whole new way. So even though you've had a lot of dating experience, it's different when you're actually looking for like a real life partner. Like it's so different and, um I don't know. I think be easy on yourself. You're also so young, like you at 21 already noticing these patterns that you've had in dating is huge. Oh my God. Um, where it took me, year, it took me like years to even realize that I was lying to
1: myself. There, it's called like there, you can have an anxious attachment style. And avoidant. Avoidant, I'm avoidant. A, a, a ten, I yeah, thought I, think, I was anxious. I'm avoidant. It sounds like she's also avoidant, but what have you learned by being an avoidant attachment person, like tactics to help with that? Oh my God. Um, honestly I've learned so much. Hopefully I don't blank right now. I think. I think taking it,
0: well, also my personality, I'm really hard on myself. So the first few dates I did go on, I would find anything wrong with the guys, like anything wrong. And then finally I was like, oh, this guy's actually like kind of perfect. What else can be wrong with him? Cause it was just scary to me. I'm like, so I think be aware that like, there is no actual perfect guy out there. It's finding someone who you can have a partnership with and find someone who betters you and wants you to become better and like, a good team member, a good teamwork and like someone like that. And obviously it's easier said than done because like here I am doing the same thing. But, um, I don't know. I think when you realize, oh, there's not just one perfect person out there and it's finding someone who you mesh perfectly with. Um, it takes a lot of the pressure off of like, I found the one and I let him go. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole lie that I feel like is in dating of like the one that got away in a way because clearly it just didn't work out, you know? Um, So be easy on yourself going into it. Um, Also know who you are and what you want. As someone who was also a chronic people pleaser, I feel like I would easily morph to like what I thought those guys would want. If, you know, he's like, oh my God, I want a funny girl. I'm like, I'm hilarious. (laughs) 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 Or, or, Or whatever the case is versus I swear, like, and obviously, just comes with getting older too. Even just conversation on dating apps, instead of thinking, "Oh my god, what should I say?" because I want to like look cool or be whatever, it just be Tacos yourself. Tacos on the beach. Tacos on the beach. Obviously, mm. it worked. I <laughs> um, actually do that. I feel like I used to stress so much about like what they're wanting or what they're looking for, instead of just being me and actually wanting someone who clicks with me. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I see this girl's already doing so much work internally. So I feel like you're already steps ahead. I do think um, try to approach dating. I know it's, again, easier so much said than done. But I think try to approach dating uh, without the thought of duration of any relationship. Just like, I like this person. Let's see what happens. Which again, I know it's so much easier said than done. That's my problem. Before we even like,
0: before- like I've fully, like I've been together with them in my head, we've fought in my head, we've broken up in my head. And I'm like, eh, what's the point? Where yeah. like, I envy, I lo- like watching you date was so fun for me. Cause I was like, wow, you're just like, oh yeah, I'm going on a date. And it was so chill and lax. And I think that taught me a lot of not overthinking the future and not overthinking Any honestly anything about it,
1: but also like you went through a really hard breakup. This, I'm assuming, probably this girl probably went through something similarly that like changes your view. Like, I went in with such really colored glasses because I had no experience. Um, so I'm sure it's really hard to be able to forgive and move on and not be scared for the future. So, like, I think, yeah, be easy on yourself, try to go into every date or meeting new people with just like, let's see what happens. Uh, and I think that will make your whole experience easier, but. Overall, I understand. It's similar to like when you make fun of yourself before anyone else can make fun of you. Yes, it's similar to that. It's where a it's like, thing. Yeah, and just like you know, if I break up with them, or if, if I only say it's going to be a month, then like I get to do the breaking up, or I'm mm-hmm. the one who calls and calls the shots. You don't get to break up with me. It's very like easy to see, yeah. and understand why. Um, it's but also trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's yeah. super common. I
1: think just try your best to try and go with I the I just flow. can't believe
0: you're 21. I feel like you're already so far ahead no, than where crazy. I was. So I think, yeah, just keep doing you. And um, yeah, have fun. You're 21. Like have fun, live your life, be so true to yourself. And like, you're just going to attract the right people. Like you know that sounds so weird in LA, but like, it's so true. Agreed. Okay. Loved this. I get why Ash and Darren do it. <laughs> More of this. This is so fun. Um, yeah let's let's put the it's info at prettybasic.com yeah so feel free to keep sending in letters and maybe the next time we do it we'll answer your guys's letter but thank you so much for for spending time with us i feel like season six has been so fun already um yeah if they made it to the end what should they comment
1: they should comment what their favorite movie is, favorite rom-com is. Oh, yes, 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 yes.
0: Comment your favorite rom-com. And yeah, thank you guys so much for watching Pretty Basic. We love you so much. And uh, don't forget to rate it five stars and like this video if you're on the YouTube. Love you guys.
1: Bye. Bye.